From Toronto, Canada, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, everyone. This is Kathy Kruger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And this is Dave Kruger. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Today, we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada. We'll be talking with Rotarians from around the world about Rotary's service to humanity. We're joined now on Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada by Lydia Dowdell. And she's with something called Souls for Souls, which is S-O-L-E-S, the number four, S-O-U-L-S. Lydia, welcome to Radio Rotary. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So what's Souls for Souls? So Souls for Souls is an international nonprofit. We're based out of Nashville, Tennessee in the U.S. Um, and what we do is, well, we do two things. We create sustainable jobs with your used shoes. So when you clean out your closet, I'm sure you happen to have a pair of shoes you probably haven't worn in a while. Um, well, you donate those shoes to us, and we are actually able to take those shoes and um, create sustainable jobs through micro-enterprise programs in developing countries like Haiti and Honduras to create more of a long-term solution to poverty. Um, so, you know, women in these countries are able to sell your shoes um, and be able to bring home a consistent income for their families. And so that's one part of what we do. The other part of what we do is uh, free distribution, where we work with large retail companies like Adidas or Stridewrite, and they donate their, you know, brand new shoes to us. And those shoes we use for disaster relief, um, or you'll see on the the poster, we donate them all around the world. So whether it's a school in Chicago or an orphanage in the Philippines, we're able to do both. So now if the shoes are in a little disrepair, is that okay? I mean, can are the shoes, are, are they able to be repaired by women or men or... What, what, what needs to be done? Or if they're in right. truly bad shape, what ha- I don't understand. It's right. So so we definitely prefer shoes that have some life left in them. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you have a pair of shoes that's, you know, in bad condition, I mean, send them to us anyway, and we, I mean, we'll be the judge of it, too. We'll okay. never throw the shoes away. We'll try to get with a partner for a recycling program. Um, but, you know, our purpose and our mission is to really, you know, repurpose them through micro-enterprise. And that means someone else on the other end is going to end up wearing them. So, you know, if, if you can still get some life out of it than somebody else can too so so if folks at home have a closet full of shoes they want to donate to souls for souls do you have a website how do they get in touch with you yes yes we do so you would just go to soulsforsouls.org and like you said that's s-o-l-e-s the number four s-o-u-l-s.org well lydia dowdell thank you for everything you're doing to help the, the impoverished people around the world and thanks for joining us today on radio rotary absolutely thanks and we are excited to work with some more rotary clubs soon so Sounds good. You're doing great work. Thank you. Thank you. Hello again from Radio Rotary in Toronto, Canada at the Rotary International Convention. We are here with Mary Beth Johnson from World Bicycle Relief, and I'm joined with my co-host, Kathy Kruger. This is Dave Kruger. Hello, Dave, and hello, Mary Beth. And we're excited. I want to hear all about the bikes. So tell us about what you're doing here. I'm excited too, Kathy. Thank you so much for this opportunity. So World Bicycle Relief was started about 12 years ago, and we have designed a very heavy-duty, robust bicycle that is used in areas of the world where walking is the only mode of transportation. So think about rural communities in developing regions. And the bike is designed specifically for very harsh roads and harsh riding conditions. There's three aspects to the work that we do. So we work in education. We provide bicycles to students at school. 
We work in healthcare. We provide bicycles to community healthcare volunteers and doctors and nurses. And then we also work in the economic development sector by providing bicycles to farmers, agricultural cooperatives. And then in four of the countries where we work, the bicycles are actually assembled. So the parts are made in Taiwan and they're shipped to these four countries. In the assembly facilities, we create jobs. And then we also train bicycle mechanics to be able to keep the bikes on the road. So we provide a source of income and jobs in that way as well. So I assume the bicycles themselves are easy to repair and fairly robust, as you said? Yeah, they're very easy to repair. We try to keep the parts on the bike very minimal. Um, part of that is to keep the cost of the bike low, but then also for, for low maintenance. And this, the bike that we have here at the Rotary Convention is maybe about our 10th or 11th model. But what's sustainable about the bike is all the parts on the bike can be put on a bike that was from an older model. So they're, they go back in time as well. So they're backward compatible is what we yes. would say. <laughs> okay, Perfect. so my question is, I was in Haiti last summer. Um, Haiti would be a good country for these bikes then to be used in. Um, there's a lot of need for mobility in different parts of the world, especially right. for bicycles. We're not currently working in okay. Haiti. Um, right now, the programs in the countries that we're working in, we're actually starting to focus more on developing and building those out okay. before expanding to new countries. But one of the reasons why we're here at the Rotary Convention is to raise awareness and to bring more interest to be able to grow and expand our organization down the line. So where are you right now then? What countries? We're mostly in Sub-Saharan and East Africa and West Africa. Oh. Um, we also have a program right now in Colombia and South America. And then we also have a couple programs in Southeast Asia as well. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. And then you said, again, you said healthcare providers. So these are for doctors and nurses to get back and forth to the hospitals? Is that it? Um, it's, even, it's even more rural than that. So oh. uh, community healthcare workers and doctors and nurses actually use the bicycle to see more patients. Oh. So before they were walking on foot to check on the health of their community, but with the bicycle they can see more patients in a day and spend a significant more amount of time with them as well. Wow, that, that's amazing. I mean, I'm a nurse, so this is like oh, really nice. exciting to hear about. Okay, yeah. great. I, I, this is amazing. I, I just love to hear about this. And then, of course, kids getting back and forth to school. So this is this is lovely. So how can Rotary Clubs or Rotarians who are interested in helping learn about more or maybe help out? Yep. Um, you can go to our website to learn about more. It's worldbicyclerelief.org. So that's worldbicyclerelief.org. Um, and if Rotarians want to get involved, you can find some contact information to to reach us at. But the way that we've worked with Rotary Clubs in the past and currently is one is building awareness about the need for reliable transportation and mobility in developing countries and raising funds for more bicycles. We also work with Rotary Clubs and districts on their projects. So let's say if they have a project somewhere and they needed bicycles, distance was a barrier in their project, we come on as the mobility partner for those projects. Very good. Well, Mary Beth Johnson, thank you very much from the World Bicycle Relief Program. Uh, thank you very much from Toronto, Canada. We'll be back with more of our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International Convention from Toronto, Canada after these important messages. Together, we build schools out of abandoned buildings. Together, we bring food to hungry children in need. Together, we see solutions instead of problems. We are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, community leaders in your neighborhood and around the globe. Brought together to do one thing, make more good happen. Connect with us at rotary.org. Together, we are Rotary, and we are people of action. Hi. 
This is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. Addiction. It can ruin relationships, lead to job insecurity, legal troubles, and health issues. It can also lead to death. 160,000 Americans are dying each year from alcohol or drug-related deaths, but sobriety is possible. Do you or a loved one have an addiction to drugs or alcohol? This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, The Mark Agency. The Mark Agency has a full range of addiction services at no cost to you. It starts with detox and rehab and then offers halfway houses serving men and women and finally long-term sober housing. It's time to get sober. It's time to call the Mark Crisis Center at 471-0310. Get serious about improving your life and kicking that addiction. It's time to stop disappointing yourself and others, and it's time to reach your full life's potential. Call 471-0310 anytime, day or night. This has been your monthly MHA and Mark Agency Mental Health Minute. Remember, there's no health without mental health. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. Welcome back to our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada. Our next guest on Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada is Jordan Lynch, and he's with an organization known as Rise Against Hunger. Jordan, welcome to Radio Rotary. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be a part of this broadcast and uh, talk to you about how we're addressing hunger uh, and how we believe that hunger can end uh, by 2030. So how are you going to do that, Jordan, single-handedly? Well, first of all, it's not single-handedly, that's for sure. It's it's, uh, as many hands as we can get. Um, We believe that that hunger is is not just a a physical issue, but it's a social issue. And so uh, one reason why Rotarians are so essential to our mission is that they're connected to the social issues in their communities and are are active uh, people who help solve those problems. So what we do is we engage uh, rotary groups and groups from all, you know, different types of groups, churches, schools, uh, corporations to uh, package meals uh, and so- sponsor the meals they package. So we have a big assembly line and we package these meals and usually 40 to 50 people can package 10,000 meals in two hours. And uh, we love the, the meal package, package experience because not only are we making meals, but we're educating people about the issue of hunger. We're telling them that this is something that can be solved. There's actually enough food for every single person on the planet to have 4.5 pounds of food every day, but we're not getting it to people who need it the most. And so we take those meals and we ship it to those people who need it the most. So we have partners all over the world, uh, 
a lot of our partners, uh, one of our primary strategies is actually um, education programs. So we provide meals for in-school uh, in school program, and that does is that incentivizes parents to send their kids to school. And so we have found that not only have uh, retention rates increased, but also attendance rates have increased in school because we believe that uh, hunger is a symptom of a larger problem called poverty. And poverty is addressed one way is through education. You know, where there's higher levels of education, there's lower levels of poverty. And getting kids in schools is a, a major component of that. So, but um, yeah, I think that hunger, it can end because we have the means. We just have to have the, the motivation and the people to do it. So will you work with programs that are already established, like food pantries that are already in towns and rotary clubs and lions clubs and churches? Yeah, so we, we will work uh, we work with the, uh, all those civic groups you mentioned. Like a food pantry, though, uh, it depends on what uh, area of the world it's in. Like, uh, like in the U.S., where we're headquartered, we, we actually don't do any local distribution of food ourselves because we think there are so many great like, things like food pantries and resources available, so we wanted to focus our efforts on some of the most vulnerable populations in the world. And so there's going to be places where the uh, the hunger index is much higher. Uh, so we actually give a lot of our meals. There's like places in Africa, okay. uh, but also uh, a really large portion of our meals actually are still going to Haiti because of they're still recovering from the devastation that's taking place there. Um, now, what kind of meals do you uh, package and send out to hungry people? So our meals are made up of four primary ingredients. Uh, and it, it acts as a base for a, a, for a meal, but it still functions well by itself. It's, so it's uh, it's rice, it's um, soy protein, uh, dehydrated vegetable blend, and then a vitamin sachet has 21 essential vitamins and nutrients designed specifically to fight malnutrition uh, through our partnership with Kraft Heinz. They actually provide all our vitamin sachets every single year because they are our committed partner to ending hunger. Um, and so those, uh, th- that a lot of times, depending on where the meals are going, um, the, the local partner will add uh, local uh, flavors and local ingredients. Sometimes there'll be additional vegetables. Sometimes there'll be additional meat, and so they can create some variety. I've actually uh, we have a, a location in India that does meal packaging and distributes locally, and they every single time I've gone there, I've had you know their, their meals with probably ten different partners there, and every single meal is totally different. Some are curry based, some are you know more of the rice based, lentil based, um, but there's a great variety that's implemented by the local partner. And if folks at home want to learn more about uh, Rise Against Hunger, or perhaps want to lend a hand, do you have a website? So it's uh, www.riseagainsthunger.org. And so we can learn learn everything you need to know there. Jordan Lynch with Rise Against Hunger. Uh, Thank you so much for everything you're doing to feed the hungry around the world. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for having you guys are doing great work around the world. Thank you. We'll be back with more of our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International Convention from Toronto, Canada, after these important messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. 
Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. Minuteman Press in High Park in Red Hook, New York, is your source for all of your promotional materials. Their expert in-house team does graphic design. And with high-quality, full-color printers, you will have professional marketing materials that reflects your business or organization. Minuteman Press also offers direct mail services in the most cost-effective way. Minuteman Press, they design, print, mail, and promote you. Call them at 845-229-7676. That's 845-229-7676 or visit them on the web at MinutemanPress.com. Hi, I'm Rotarian Adam Kane for Poughkeepsie Nissan. From the economical Nissan Versa to the luxurious Nissan Armada to the exciting all-new electric Nissan Leaf, we have the right car for you. Come see our wide selection of new and previously owned vehicles at Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9 in Wappingers Falls, and visit us at PoughkeepsieNissan.com or call me direct, Adam Kane at 866-703-2288. That's 866-703. 32288 Poughkeepsie Nissan lower prices and higher standards. Welcome back to our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada. We welcome now to Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada, Al Bonnie of Traverse City, Michigan, an outstanding Rotarian who is getting very much involved in helping polio survivors. We'll find out more. Al, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jonas. Nice to be with you all. So, Al, uh, you know, a lot of people forget about polio because here in the United States, polio was conquered in the mid-50s with the miracle of the Salk and Sabin vaccines. But Rotary has uh, given its backing to eradicating polio around the world because there are still uh, polio cases around the world. Uh, tell us about not only polio, polio eradication, but how you're helping polio survivors. Well, you guys asked two questions at the, at the same time, Jonah, which is what a good interviewer does. I'm going to have to break them down because I'm not smart enough to talk about two things at once. Let's talk about polio first. And the, and the business of getting rid of polio, eradicating polio, is a critical thing because as long as we have polio, we're going to keep having polio survivors. And we don't have to have polio anymore. In 1988, when this all, the eradication thing started, there were 1,000 cases of polio every single day. And this year, year to date, we're at 10. So it's and, working. And, and this year? This year. Yeah, 2018. 2018. We have 10 right now. 10 cases year to date. That's right. right. So we're getting there, but it's going to take a while. Having said that, once we do eradicate polio, we'll go for three years without any because that's the, that's the hurdle, isn't it? We still are going to have polio survivors, and there are 12 to 15 million of them around the world, and the full million in the United States 
of polio survivors who do still need help, whether they, they need treatment or they need um, help with what's called post-polio syndrome, which is not polio, but it is the ravages of polio re-entering your life in your advanced years. You know, for folks at home who are too young to remember the polio scares the way I do, when uh, your mother's kept you home from swimming pools and uh, uh, movie theaters, and I remember one of our Cub Scouts in our pack was in an iron lung, uh, helping him breathe. Uh, tell them exactly what polio is, or was, at least in the United States. Well, of course, back, we, Joni, you and I came out pretty much the same time, because I remember that same summer when my mother wouldn't let me out of the yard either. But back then, before uh, Salk and Sabin, they didn't know why you got polio. They didn't know where it came from, and they didn't know how to stop it. And so all the mothers could do was keep the kids home. Once Salk figured it out, all of a sudden we could uh, eradicate it, and that's essentially when it started, isn't it? So the, the whole sea change of polio changed in 1954 with the Salk vaccine. And, and of course, we know that, uh, at least you know, where our broadcast area is in the Hudson Valley of New York, the most famous person to survive polio was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and it, it put him in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Others were in these uh, iron lungs, which were like a uh, submarine torpedo uh, with the head sticking out of one end and bellows at the other to help people breathe. And some people had to unfortunately spend their lives in these machines because it crippled them uh, from the ability to breathe or the ability to walk. But now, thank God, we have the Salk and Sabin vaccines, and we're, er we're eradicating polio through rotary by giving these little drops to kids around the world, India, Africa, all over. But your special uh, focus now, Al, is on polio survivors. What are we doing for them? Well, we, we are trying to make sure that, A, they can link up with other polio survivors and polio survivor organizations that are in the business of helping make sure they get to the right doctor, making sure they get some, some decent treatment. You can't, you can't cure post-polio syndrome, but you can get treatment to help you cope with it. Isn't it important, though, that there are many, many people who have had polio in the past and haven't even let their doctors know that something's happening right now, they're having symptoms, and their doctors don't even realize that they may have had polio in the past, and maybe the symptoms that they are experiencing now are related to the fact that they had polio in the past? Well, yes, I guess that's right. Um, and, and it's out of every 200 people that are infected by the virus as a child or somewhere in their life, only one becomes paralyzed. Okay. Right? So you got a whole oh, batch okay. of stuff going on that nobody ever really knew about. And if you had that, you just had the flu and it went away and you didn't know. And that probably you were not going to be a, a, a case of, of, of post-polio syndrome. It's the ravages of the paralysis and the treatment and the way you, the paralysis has been handled that then comes back as what we call post-polio syndrome. And, and but, but the basis of your question is a good one because a lot of doctors don't know anything about, about post it, Right. You know, and now you're just getting old and you've got a stiff elbow. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and so it is more than that. And so helping the doctors understand more, and that's essentially what these organization of post-polio um, survivors do and we help them we try to collect collect them we try to link them together so that they can do the work actually on the ground with this with this. and if folks at home want to learn more yes. about either rotary's eradication of polio around the world or helping 
post-polio syndrome and polio survivors, uh, where would you point them on the Internet? Two, two different questions again. If you want to know about eradication, you want to help with that, endpolio.org or Global Polio Eradication Initiative, GPEI. Just Google it, oh. and you'll go right there. That's the that's the, the, the quintessential site, S- GPEI, Global Polio Eradication Initiative. If you wanted to help with post-polio syndrome or polio survivors in your area, Google polio survivors in your area and look around for that organization because they are the key people on the ground in your area that can help you. Rotarian Albani of Traverse City, Michigan, thank you so much for everything you're doing to help those who were afflicted with polio, and thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thanks, Joan. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's been a great pleasure to bring you today's edition of Radio Rotary from the Rotary International Convention in Toronto, Canada. Our thanks to the great folks at the Rotary Press Office, Chanel Williams and Vivian Fiore for all their assistance. And a special thank you to our great engineer, Jay Versey, for editing this show. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my convention co-host Dave Kruger, our producer Kathy Kruger, this is Jonah Trebois, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Toronto. Thank you.